This is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Hard facts. Hard facts. Hello, Lagos. You're still listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. It's Wednesday. It's five minutes past four. You've heard the business news. That means it's time uh, for the glass ceiling. And like I said, um, I've been saying that since yesterday. I have somebody on the show with me today who has quite the story to share with us. Now, you know that on the glass ceiling for the past four, five weeks, we've been talking about what widows go through. And we've heard all kinds of stories on the show, like all kinds of stories. And um, on Saturday, I was the member of a panel at uh, the Widow Support Center, one of the arm of uh, the Center for Value uh, Leadership, where Pato Tommy is the convener. And we were talking about what women go through, what widows go through, um, how we can make the changes we require for the Nigerian state. And so this woman came on, uh, but we had the uh, Minister for Women Affairs there as well. It was a Zoom meeting. And so this woman came on and she shared her story. And she shared a story that everybody who was there just had to pause to listen to and it 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 felt it felt to me like god sent her to me because here i was i've been talking about what widows are going through for the past five weeks and people are sharing stories of what happened to their friends to their sisters to their neighbors and all of that and there in front of me was somebody who it was happening to it is still happening to she's still dealing with what it means to have your husband die and have everything you both worked for taken away from you by the family of the man so on the show with me today is uh, mrs confident harry Confa Harry or Confa, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me on Hard Facts, Ma. Thank you. Um, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you. Okay, so let's let's start from the very basic. Huh? Um, tell me, tell me when you got married. Myself and my husband we got married in 26th of May, two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Yeah. How long were you married for? We married for over. I said when he died it was sixteen years of marriage. Hmm. How many children did you have? Three. Two girls and a boy. Okay. Can you tell me how old they are? Now the the first girl is nineteen. Okay. The second is sixteen. And the boy is seven. Oh, is that the boy in the studio with me at the moment? Yes, oh, fantastic. Okay. Tell me when he died. He died on the twenty sixth of January two thousand and seven. I'm sorry for your loss. 2007, you say? 2017. 2017. I'm terribly sorry for your loss. Was he ill before he died? Not really. Okay. Not really. Can you tell me what happened after he died? It's tough. I know. Just take your time. It's tough. But bless God. He returned from work, came in late, went for, he works with NNPC Napims. Yeah, went for a cash call meeting and returned late. And as he returned, he had to, he said he's not eating, he had to take tea by himself. And that was the end of the story. When he died, what did you do? I had to raise alarm for my neighbors. Okay. And they came because I never understood that it was nothing was moving, but I had to raise alarm to my neighbors. Hmm. So my neighbors came, my pastor neighbors, they came. I opened the door, they came and intervened, prayed, and look at it. They said there is pulse in him. Let's rush him to the hospital. We had to do that to take him. We took him to military hospital at Yaba. Reaching there, they said, it's no more. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did you alert his family members? Yes, immediately when we, from the military hospital, then the moment they declared for me, I went off. The people around my neighbors, they had to push me, press me until they said they needed the police report. So going to our closest place was Sabo Police Station. Mm -hmm. which 
I said I have to go and do the get the report. Getting there, the police had to put me down. And that was the end of the story. What do you mean put you down? Police put me on arrest. Police arrested you? Yes. Did they tell you why? No. They just had me to sit down and I'm not moving any longer. Okay. So you went to a you went to make a report that your husband was dead? Yes. And the police arrested you? Yes. And did not tell you why they were arresting not you? Not at all. What happened next? What happened? My neighbors had to intervene because the corpse has to be deposited in the morgue. Oh, this was before your husband had been deposited in the morgue? Yes, because the army military hospital, we are waiting for the report of the police so that they can deposit him in the morgue. Mm. So while at the station, my neighbors now ask, what is happening? My pastor and his wife, what is happening? Another neighbors, they said I can't move again. So in the process, my pastor had to do the needful by leading the way. The, the police had to join them to the military hospital and they deposited him. My pastor made the payment and it was deposited at the morgue. Okay. So, um, while this was happening, you did not go to see your husband be deposited at the morgue because you were in the police station? I can't move an inch any longer. And they did not give you an explanation? Not at all. Were you made to write a statement? At the end of the day. How long were you at the police station for? I spent two nights at that station. Sabo police station. Two nights in detention? Yes. No explanation? No. And then I transferred me to Pante. No explanation? No explanation. Did you call your family members? Yes, my neighbors had to call. Okay. What happened next? So everybody, my neighbors called, my family came. And whereas it was even while my husband's phone was ringing, the police was picking the calls, responding to the calls. Calls, we are coming from the office because it was on a Thursday breaking Friday. He was to go to work before all of this came up. Mm. Calls, we are coming from there. So the police was the one responding, okay. not me. Already they've disconnected me from communicating. And all the while, they did not give you an explanation? Not at all. Atiku himself, the police officer, his name is Atiku, from Sabah Division. Then, he never gave me an explanation. How did you get out of police detention? After my transfer to Panty, there was thorough investigation. It was opened and they did autopsy and they did all the investigations they needed. And from there, the police now had to... The person in charge was Mr. Fat, Inspector Fatai there. Hmm. So along the line, after the investigations and the autopsy results were out, they had to say, let me go. What, are the, what did the autopsy results show? Autopsy results, they said catamine and the hypertension. Oh, I see. Hmm. So, um... So the police saw the autopsy result and then they let you go? Yes. Now, you did mention to us um, at, the, at the event on Saturday that, um, that you were sent to jail and locked up for six months. Yes, yes. How did that come about? How did because we get the there? Because the police asked me to go and be coming as former report. Okay. Then they know when everything will come down. Okay. Because what they said, they said they need my safety first. That's why they kept me back. Okay. Because from the investigations they went through there, Nothing linked to me and okay. my house. Okay. So I was going and coming then from the house. Already the whole place was in disarray. Our home was just just brought down, everything scattered. What do you mean your home was brought down, everything scattered? Everything in my house was scattered. While investigations were going on and people coming, my in-laws coming and just everything was just scattered. So while you were in police detention, your in-laws um, came to your house? Yes. To do what? They said everything is through investigations. All is investigation. What were they and investigating? They want to investigate the death of my husband. Do you have police officer in-laws? No, not at all. 
So there were civilians investigating the death of your husband. Coins with the office, uh, I will. So some persons that came from the, my husband's office. Hmm. Helen Ogwezi. Okay. Okay, so Helen, what, what's Helen's role? Who's Helen? What's her role? Helen, then she, she identified herself as the welfare officer. Okay. And Napems. Okay. So she was leading the crew. To investigate your husband's death. Is she a police officer? I don't know. Tell me what happened next. So. I'm so sorry. There are many things I can't just remember because I was shot down. Hmm. A lot I just can't remember I'm recovering. It's okay. Oh, bless God. After the, the the investigations was done and nothing was indicted to me, the police asked me to go and take care of the children. Mm. Because then my the girls were in school, mm-hmm. but the boy was three then. Okay. It was in the hands of my pastor and his wife. Mm. So I had to go, get in home, and so we had to move out of that place, take refuge elsewhere. Why did you have to move out of your house? Because everything, the whole scenario was a threatful movement. It was threatening. Okay, can you explain what that means to me? I, I, I'm trying to understand what you mean by the scenario was threatening. Because something I don't know for, alleging it on me, mm. And they wanted to see me being convicted. Hmm. Because the police, even the police said, we want you to be alive for the children. Hmm. I didn't understand what they were saying because my memory wasn't working. If nothing was working. Because you were traumatized. Your husband just nothing died. Nothing was working. Hmm. But I was just standing and just, I was a moron. I was numbed. So, so along the line, after my release in Quanti, they rearrested me again. They my in-laws rearrested me again, took me to Alago. Said the panty should transfer the matter to Alago to investigate again. From Alago, let me they let yeah, they detained me for over three weeks before taking me to prison. Correctly. Okay. Let me let me let me understand this. So your husband dies. They think that you killed your husband. Yes. They start investigating his death. Autopsy comes out, yes. finds out that he died of natural causes. Yeah. But his in-laws have you rearrested yes. and open the investigation. And um, that arrest leads to you being in prison. Yes, ma'am. How long were you in prison? Everything amounted to six months. From January to June amounted to six months. In that time, what was happening? While you were in prison, what was happening? I didn't know what was happening. I was just locked, harmless. Did you have access to your children? Did you have access to your own family members? Uh, my family members were up and doing. But my children were in school. They were in school. I thank God for the wonderful mother we have. My children attend there. Our ladies of Apostle Yava. Okay. The girls. Okay. Even Ellen on her home went to the school to see the children. Okay. Because... Uh, the school is not a school you just walk in and pick anybody or you see. Hmm. To pick the children, reasons best known to her. Hmm. But the school never allowed that. Okay. So she, uh, Helen is your husband's colleague. And she went to the children's school yes. to pick up your children. Yes. Now, is it normal when a staff dies for the colleagues to do what... Um, Helen was doing? I'm not, I don't have an idea about that. For what I know, because it's a normal, if something happens for childbirth and death, you cover the family. Unlike when I gave that to my children, hmm. I know the love I received from NNPC. Hmm. The love, physical and otherwise. I know what I received from NNPC. Hmm. So if... My husband dying in active service. At least, I know when somebody dies, they go together, pacify and you know, console the family, the bereaved, and you know, try to calm situations down, depending on when everything will hmm. be settled. 
but for me, I saw the reverse of it. And so, um, I, I, I'm sorry I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Now, your husband dies, you're, you're sent to prison, and in that time, how are your children surviving? The girls, the school, for my girls, the school, the, the, the administrator never released, released the children. She knew what was going on? Yes. Okay. The moment she... She got the information. She said, these children are going nowhere, whether my people or nobody. Okay. She, but that of the boy, it was with my pastor. Your pastor and his and wife. Later, one of my aunts took him. How did, you, how did you get out of prison after six months? I was, it was wonderful. It was the mercy of God through the Lagos State Government, TPP. Okay, tell me about that. Tell me what happened there. While in prison, already I've, I was just roaming there, lifeless, just my carcass. On a sudden day, my name was called upon. Confer, confer, yallar. Report to the administrative. I got there. They said, pack your bags. I don't know how it happened. It was God. Hmm. It was God for me. In that time, did anybody take your matter to court? Did anybody inf in, 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 involve lawyers? Did anybody try to protect you? I had lawyer then. Okay. I had lawyer then because the movement to the prison was just sudden. Okay. Just sudden. So my lawyer was up and doing that. Can you paint me a picture? I know your memory isn't great because you've been under a lot of trauma, but can you paint me a picture of the... The, the point that you woke up and the next thing you were in prison, what happened between the morning you woke up and the time that you had been locked up in a prison and you realized these people are not going to let me get out? <laughs> what happened between that time? What and what? Who and who did you talk to? Where and where did you go? What transpired between the day Konfa woke up and the day Konfa ended up in prison? Can you tell me? I can't remember any. I won't say a lie. I can't because the memory was wiped off. I can't remember any. I keep recollecting so many things, but I can't phantom any. I won't say a lie. Hmm. Because I'm recovering from my, from my memory. I'm so sorry. I'm recovering from my memory. I'm so sorry. So tell me what's happening now. Tell me what has happened now. Um, did your husband write a will? He's a young man. Okay. Never wrote a will. Okay. But as it is, good or bad, where he works, NMPC, hmm. it's a protective place. Okay. We all know. They do share love, okay. whether you like it or not. NMPC is a loving background. Okay. They share love. But when we got there, myself and my lawyer got there, hmm. there was no avenue to penetrate. No room to know what is going on. After my release, hmm. my lawyer and myself went to NMPC. This Nappings. was six months after your yes. jail term? Okay. Nappings. At first we met with Helen. Because it's not a porous place. You can't just barge in there to say you want to see anybody. Hmm. They directed us to Helen. Helena received us inside. She said the... Uh, Superiors and nobody is on ground. We try to move to his uh, his um, office improper. They said we can't go in there. She is the one to attend to us. She was the only one putting things across. Mm -hmm. So um, myself and my lawyer we left. She gave us two two weeks to return to come back. Mm -hmm. We returned. Nothing happened. We left. Later, the, a call came from Bamitele Irene, which was the uh, human resources administrator then. Mm. Bamitele Irene now called my lawyer that uh, our attention is needed there at the office. Mm. So getting there, she now came up 
with the one to bury my husband. I said, ah, all along I've been waiting for you people. How do you want to bury my husband like that? She said, the company is responsible. If something like this happens, they are responsible for the everything. I said, okay, so which is the way forward? She's, I said, but to start with, to my husband to be buried, there are no posters of my husband there. My husband is not a toy. To start with, it's not a toy. She said uh, his family, his brothers, they've given date, so they can't challenge that. I said, his brother given date, then what about his children? He has children. I am not convicted. I was alleged. I wasn't convicted. So this man has children that has to stand and do the needful so that they will realize that, yes, their daddy is no more. She said she doesn't have the power to stop anything, that the worst we can do is to put, come up with a court injunction to hold on whatever thing, of which my lawyer said, okay, if that is it. In less than 24 hours, court injunction was ready was, and was served. What did the court injunction say? to hold on to anything that was to be done, depending on when this whole matter was matter resolved. So while you were in prison, your husband was in the mortuary? Yes. Did you see your husband's family members at any point? Yes, I saw them. What was the interaction like? What was what what was it like when you saw them? When they came and I approached them, in fact, the police never gave me room to talk to them. I was trying to, you know, already they've disconnected me from the my in-laws. How many siblings did your, did your husband have? I will, he had uh, three, but one is gone. There are now two. Okay. And there was none of them who was in your corner who was trying to make things easy for you? Then the police never allowed us to. Even good morning was a problem. They never allowed them to tell me good morning. Never mean telling there was total disconnection. Okay. So the injunction came. Then what? Before the Bamitele, she said everything has been released to the husband, to, the, to my husband's brother. I said, why? His children are there. I am here. Whatever thing that is to be released has to go for both of us. And to start with, where is the document? People said my husband wrote that there are documents speaking for itself. Where are the documents? They said they can't show me anything. It has to be displayed before myself and his brother. But you're not showing me. Then you're showing it to the brother. How does the brother know that he's inclusive in this write-off? Already you have given him an upper hand. I, being his wife, it was an alleged this thing. So I'm supposed to see what is written. They said I, they can't do that until he arrives. But when I go, they deal with him. Lagos, if you just joined the show, you're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. It's uh, almost 4.30. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Every Wednesday at 4, we bring you the glass ceiling. On the glass ceiling for the past five weeks, we've been talking about what widows go through when their husbands die. Now, for the past few weeks, you've been hearing the stories of other people who um, did not really experience these things themselves. And today you're hearing directly from somebody who went through an experience so horrible that um, um, she's still traumatized by it. She's still trying to get over it. And um, it's not been easy for her. She's got three children. Her husband died in 2017. They were married for 16 years. Now, we're going to talk about it some more, but we need to take a quick break. After the break, we'll continue this conversation. Don't go away. This is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Hard facts. Hard facts. This is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Hard facts. Hard facts. 
Lagos. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I have in the studio with me Comfa Harry. Comfa Harry is a widow whose husband died in 2017 and she's been telling us her own experience of what it's like to lose your husband. Comfa Harry has three children. Um, after her husband died... Um, she was accused of uh, killing her husband and um, even though autopsy results showed that her husband died of natural causes, she still ended up in prison for six months and then she was eventually released and um, since then she's been trying to get um, assets accrued by her husband while he was alive. Assets that somehow um, have ended up in the hands of her in-laws? Have they ended up in the hands of your in-laws? Or some of them have ended up in the hands of, of, of your husband's brothers? How many brothers? Two brothers, huh? Or one brother? It's multiple. Okay. Was he from a polygamous home? <laughs> Relative, so. Oh, so not even blood siblings? Not. Not blood siblings? Not. Wow. Okay, so we also have in the studio with us um, somebody who's been helping her, somebody who has been um, holding her hand through this, if you like. And um, he's here with us and he has some insights to what's been going on. Mr. Joseph. Uh, Sandra, good evening. Good, and good evening, Lagos. Good evening. Bye. Thank you so much for bringing her here today. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Kofa issue was uh, what I regard from the beginning when uh, I encountered this case. Just like uh, I only target quadratic equation. Quadratic equation in the sense that they say 2x plus uh, 3y plus 4 is equal to 0. And if you did not arrive at, when you find your x and find your y, you did not arrive at 0, then you are not doing anything. Hmm. And that was the narrative from the beginning, uh, what the, uh, from the police station. Uh, this uh, article is one uh, of officer, Atiku Abubakar, then in Sabu. And uh, when I was working on this issue, I now I was able to meet, I met him in uh, now in RIF. I don't know, as I told him, the transfer from uh, RIF. Mm. And uh, his daddy was shocked. And as I'm working on this story, and uh, in fact, it become a different thing entirely. How so? He was, he was not happy that, he was just he's shocked that this matter come up again. Hmm. So Anansi, sir, I know that if you listen to some, some story in America, in a case of 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, even 50 years, sometimes someone will enter again and find out, want to find out what actually happened. happened. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason, what, that is what I was just trying to do. So he was not happy. Then um, from there, I moved to Alagbo, on ASP then. Hmm. Uh, Dennis Leko. Yes, he ruled that <laughs> that guy you call him play. And uh, from the conversation, he just said, I only act on instruction. And in Alagbo, one funny thing happened. That's, and it, the evidence was when we were trying to recover some of the exhibits that they used, I found out that in Alagbo, that her case did not actually pass through the legal department, how he entered from that place to court, from court to prison, was a very big uh, mystery. So so she actually went to court? Yes, they took her to court. I will say that that court, taking her to court, should be what I regard as Jankara. Because the due process was not followed. And that's the reason when we are trying to get some of the, like, uh, it take, uh, I think the lawyer have written a series of letters in order to get her husband two phone and some other exhibits. I know the letter will go to uh, the legal department. Mm. But the legal department could not find some something to back up in order for them to actually trace where the phone are. So what I now do was to put a call to Inspector Leco. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, if I can you they are he know that the phones are there, but the process of not releasing them may to some extent ask a lot of questions. Mm. So we now have an undiscussed with her and say, okay, if I cannot get this phone, then just gonna be, I will do what I know I should do. So he asked her and say, okay, I don't know how he now do that, how he, how he did it. Mm. Then he get the phone and say, okay, he called me, he said, I should ask her to come and collect the phone. I say, okay, but that's, I should allow only her to come. Mm. But that very day, <laughs> I was the person that knocked. Office in Alabama, his office in Alabama, hmm. and uh, he actually released the phone, a T-shirt, and one uh, 
pure water, a cup. And uh, I just say, okay, madam, you need to just... That is after over a year, yeah. Two close years. to two years, yes. Before they release uh, uh, those things. Then so, living uh, Alagbo, uh, going to Kirikiri, hmm. it was another different thing. And I, I would just say that I think it's just, just God that actually saved her in the sense that what I found out was they just want to take take her out, then so they have access to the property. The property. Hmm. Because I know there was a day we were in court in uh, Abu Jakpo court, one of the in law, one of the relatives told me that you are our biggest problem. That was telling me. Hmm. Yeah, you are our biggest problem. Without you and you and this woman are not from the same place. Hmm. I don't know why you are interested in this case. I say yes, me and Kofa are not from the same state. Mm-hmm. But she's in Nigeria, she's a human being. And you already see all the issues there that this woman did not have any case in respect of her. There's one thing that one funny thing that happened. Hmm. The cops was taken to um, a military hospital in Yaba mm-hmm. on the 26th. Mm-hmm. On 27, this usually start to took the cops out of military hospital Yaba with the intention that uh, or narrative that they are going for better. They took the cops to a co-hospital on the 27th. In order for because I know. What I call it for now is, I think the what they actually want, they cannot do. They were not able to do it at the military hospital, Yaba. So one emika, one emika who is not a relative for the person, the person actually signed the cops from uh, get the cops from military hospital. Why did Yaba. they want to transfer the cops? I think the the reason to me, the reason is just because they 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 have where they are going. That's why I say that it's just it's just a form of a, contra- a quadratic equation. Hmm. Anything that will not make them to achieve that. I think it become a problem. So you're alleging that they move the corpse so that they can doctor the autopsy result? In yes. Somewhere even, the, even when they try to doctor it, uh, the result from a co-hospital, hmm. now you call it show that they align with the result from a, from Yaba. From a military hospital, Yaba. Hmm. You understand? So I, I, with those results, I don't think a policeman who... Who's serious and he loves this nation and know that he has to do justice, hmm. will still go ahead and say, this woman must be incarcerated by all means. Now, I have to mention, of course, that uh, Mr. Folonosho Joseph is a journalist and uh, when he talks about doing this story, I guess um, that's what he's referring to. Now, let me come back to you, uh, Mrs. Harry. Um, so, your in-laws and or relatives... Let me, let me, let me, let me just call them relatives. <laughs> yeah. Your relatives, um, who are not there, do you work? Were you working while your husband was working? I was in business. Okay, so you have your own business. Ah, when the incident happened, everything, not, not, nothing to hold back. What business were you in? I was into logistics. I see. And so when your husband died, even your logistics business... Everything. Everything because you must be up and doing. Did you have any savings, any personal savings? I had little. Okay. But when I came came out of the after my release, that was what I had to use to cover for the family. I see. Um, were you your husband's next of kin? Yes. You were? Yes. So this should be easy. Like, you know, if he has money anywhere, in a bank maybe, mm. the money should come to you directly, yes? It's easy, but just that the Ellen and Bamitele started, I don't know the, the motive they have. So, so Helen and Bamitele are, are staff at NMPC? Yes. And um, they are... Helen is in, um, you said Where's Helen it? is in welfare? welfare. Bami Chele is in HR? Yes. And both of them, for some reason... I don't know. Reasons best known to them. Reasons best known to them. I, I just thought that, that on that line, another thing that equally happened was the someone from the office or someone hmm. gave information to this relative that he had, the man has some money in Naira and Pounds in one of the bank, okay. a BTCB bank. Okay. And before you know what is happening, they will rush to uh, first in a, a, a Nasrawa state okay. trying to procure a letter of administration. Okay. They could not succeed. They go to Abuja, they could not succeed. They rush to Port Harcourt, get a letter of administration anyhow. Then uh, one lawyer, I've never seen 
a lawyer that practice such kind of a system, one barrister, Edego, Yusuf Edego hmm. in Abuja. In a way, just in a get a court injunction, go to I- IBTC and that they should release every money there, over 11 million to them. And I was shocked again that the bank, at that very time, the, the bank have already, uh, Madame have already processed, it asked them to issue a uh, pay a draft, raising a draft for them for a letter of probate to Lagos in their favor, hmm. which the bank actually did. You understand it? And they know that Madame and the daughter, they are processing letter of probate with Lagos State High Court. Hmm. To me, I was telling to talking to the bank that if such injunction come, hmm. you would have found a way to someone is equally interested in this uh, in this very subject uh, hmm. matter. Just like what the NNPC did, these same people equally took the same judge, the same thing to NNPC hmm. that they are the right full person to manage the estate of uh, late husband. husband. But we have to, just something that we do, when we get to know that there's a way they can reach her, mm-hmm. someone call, and I was in Abuja. Mm. And I say, do you sure this woman is alive? I say, yes, this woman is alive. And we've always spoke with her from Abuja. Let me come back to you, Mrs. Harry. So, um, you, you got a call. Did you get a call from the bank that um, your husband's no. money was about to be not transferred? No, not at all. No. Rather, the only thing they did was to raise the draft for the processor. So, no money that your husband left behind came Everything you. Everything was nothing. taken away. Nothing. It's empty. Is there any plan to get the money back? <sighs> I've made several moves. Tell me about the moves you've made. I've sued them. Okay. You've sued? Yes, I did. Okay. Through my counsel. But... Due to this COVID, everything has slowed down. Everything is just. How have you been coping with three children? Ah. One of them is 19, one of them is uh, about to be, one of them is 16, and the other is pretty young. So the 19 year old is probably about to be in the university. Sure, she's supposed to be in university. She has a a school sets ready. Mm -hmm. Everything, we are just looking up to God. Hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And Sandra, you know why I call it called the relative? You know that the funny thing that the relative they took the money from the bank. One of them called it to the family. Took now through the lawyer, sent another account. There was a, a an agreed account to transfer the money to. When the other people go, one of them who was smart, submit another account to the bank that they should pay the not the other general account. I'm so sorry. To another account. Though those ones within them, they are having their own uh, their own issue. And uh, because Madame was under narrative, there was because Madame was things were so difficult, as in seriously difficult. And uh, when I approached their lawyer, begged and begged, and I said, "Okay, they should settle out of court." And that settled. Initially, they said they want to take sixty. Madame and children will take forty of whatever the company want to give. I said. Is too much. They go to 50, from 50, they end at 30, 70. And Madame said, Well, for the sake of my children, for the children to school, accommodation. But we don't even know if there's any money left. No, the gratuity from NNPC. Oh, yeah, I the see. money for That was what they want to to Madame, I'm so on, sorry. But there was a, an issue there. All right, Lagos, I want to talk to you. Um, give me a call, 0700-993-993-993. Quite an emotional day on the glass ceiling today. Um, the glass ceiling is where we talk about the different barriers that women face in just trying to live life, you know, in the workplace, um, at home, in the society, everywhere. You know, the, the odds are just stacked. And so on the glass ceiling, we, we talk about the different barriers we face and we talk about how we can smash that ceiling and just get on to the other side. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. You can send your thoughts to me via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 80959 what are your thoughts on what you're currently listening to? 
Um, is there anything you can do to help, perhaps? WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello, Enzo. Yeah, Sandra, good afternoon. Good afternoon, good afternoon madam. Good afternoon to your friend and journalist. I just want to ask you a very simple question. Are the, the welfare officer and the HR in NM, NMPC, at NMPC still alive? Yes, they and are alive. They are still alive. Yes, sir. And the relatives of your husband, they are still alive. Yes, sir. What's stopping you guys from arresting them? I don't know. You don't, I'm sure you don't need rocket science to arrest them. If you meet a sincere police officer, because most of these police officers, because money is involved, the relatives, the guy in NPC, the welfare officer and the HR person, they must have connived with the relatives. They must have given them their own share. Those guys are not supposed to be going to the office as I speak to you. The welfare officer, the HR person, the relative should be arrested. You don't need to go to court. Arrest them first, lock them up, then go to court. I don't get it. They want to share your gratuity, 50-60. Money that belongs to you and your kids. In this 21st century, this is not 14th century, this is 21st century. You lost the husband, the accuser of killing him. Then what if you were the one that died? Would anybody accuse the husband of killing you? Nobody will accuse the husband. It's only when the husband dies, the society wants to accuse the woman, they want to punish the woman, they want to arrest the woman. Mother for crying out loud, look for a sincere senior police officer and a human rights activist. Those guys, that, that chain, ought to, they should be in jail, they shouldn't be walking on the street of Nigeria free people. No way, not in this, not in this, in the era of social media. Please. Do yourself some favor. Stop going to court. Tell that journalist beside you. Look for a sincere police officer. Have those guys arrested. Especially those at NPC. The West officer and the blah, blah, human rights, whatever, whatever he calls himself. Please. I don't like listening to this kind of stories. It, it, it hurts me. It pains my soul. It pains my bone. Thanks for calling us, Enzo. You know, something I've been wondering about is how... Um, We've gotten to a place where the the office, the in-laws, and the police are all working against you. I'm 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 trying to wrap my head around that. Do you? Was there something that was happening while you were married? Was like is there some explanation you think um, could explain what what's going on? Actually, for me, I don't. I can't phantom. I can't. Well, some of the relatives have apologized to then, her. Uh, I, I, I want to hear from her. For now, they are even calling to apologize. Because after the incident, the officers that handled the investigation said, Madam, be careful of your phone lines. So I had to go down. Be careful. Be careful of your phone lines. Um, what, why? One, you don't know who is to call and who is not to call. Because coming up with such acts is a, is, is a big threat. I'm not safe with my kids. That's what it means. We don't know what was going on. So I had to go down. That's why I've been down. Has any attempt been made on your life? That is what they did. Who did? The whole incident from my in-laws and the office conniving with all the processes it's straight to life hmm. straight to life not even bothering about the children in existence making attempt to pick them up in school if not the wonderful mother we have there that would have absconded with them maybe it was to make me to, that would have compelled me to sign off what would have gone for the children and they might release them. The children would have been exchanged. Okay. Let me talk to Paul in a better. Hello, Paul. Thanks for calling. Uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sandra, I'm tired. I'm tired. There is something wrong with black people. Honestly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Too tired. I think... Uh, we need to be praying for this woman and her children in our little way since we don't have that force 
to do anything outside prayer. I mean myself and some other Nigerians. But I would ask also that the journalists do a thorough investigation. The woman in question in an NPC and a colleague, uh, let him find out if when the husband was alive, maybe there was some certain things the husband must have told that woman that gave such woman that audacity to do the things she did. Maybe there was information the man was relating to the woman that this innocent uh, wife was not aware of. Maybe the husband somewhere must have indicted her. You know, you, know, you can't predict human beings because I don't see how outsiders, colleagues, can take such action. Colleagues that are not even related to the man or to the woman. It's, it's, I mean, they should be arrested. That's why the journalists should do a thorough investigation and then go back and arrest these people so that the truth will come out. And like the other caller said, the social media will play a good part in this thing to bring it to the wider knowledge of the people. Thank you. Thank you for calling us, Paul. Uh, Mrs. Confer, has your husband been buried? Yes. When was he buried? He was buried uh, August 2017. Okay. Did you attend the burial? They never notified us. Your husband was buried? Without our consent. That was why we issued the court injunction not to be released and not to be buried. And they defied the court injunction? Yes, from the uh, and then they defied it using their power and handed over everything. To the relatives? Yes. So yeah. they buried your husband and you were not even there? Not me, not my children. I am so sorry. So my children are still asking questions. All right, we have a police officer or somebody who claims he's a police officer on the show. His name is Paul. Hello, Paul. Thanks for calling. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, me, I'm just like a woman. So I don't cry fire for office, yes. <laughs> By a little contribution to this woman, mm. I don't have money to contribute. Mm. I can refer her to a serious and a sincere police officer at Zone 2. If you want me to take them there, don't pay me anything, don't give me anything. I will locate them, I take them to the office, hand over them to the person. If there is any cockroach, anything hidden, both the police, both the family, if it, if the tea in Lagos, because I went out to complete an assignment for my boss, but before I came in, you have started the program. Hmm. I got a little, but the little one I had, I was crying, people were just like, what is the problem with you? Because I, am, I have a wife and a children. If somebody do this thing to them, what will, what will I be happy where I will be lying? So if you will take my number, I don't mind to call it on air, I will sacrifice my time to come and meet them wherever they are. I will take them myself to Zoom 2, hand over them to a sincere officer. Okay. All the police who were, who were investigating the matter, they will call to question and the family, and I, I'm, ready, I'm ready to render the assistance. Okay, just stay on the line so that uh, the person that screened your call will take your number down, okay? I'll share your number with them. Stay on okay. the line, okay? All right, thank you so much. We've got uh, somebody who says, I feel there was a planned out arrangement between the relatives and MPC officials and the police. This is bigger than it is, and the only person that can answer this is the buried. The husband had money-hungry relatives and other activities in the office that he kept from his wife. Uh, we've got uh, somebody who says... Um, um, why would uh, why would you be asking the reason for the police in-laws and those office people working together? You should know this is Nigeria. The highest payer wins the case. Now, the policemen are trying to advise the woman to be careful after sending her to jail. The woman should go straight to human rights, uh, not police, because police work with money. The office workers play their role for money, just like we watch in Nigerian movies. Dan from Ugun State says, Dan, thank you for sending your message in. 
Uh, we've got uh, somebody who's recommending that you go to Femi Falano or Ganifa with me. Well, um, you're, you're currently working with um, the Widow Support Center. They're yes. trying to, to help you get yes. justice for this. Um, there was a, a lawyer, Boma Alabi, who attended uh, that event as well. And she said she was interested in your case. Yes. Has she spoken with you? No, we tried calling her, but she didn't pick. Okay. We'll get to her. We'll okay. still get to her. What do you want to happen next? I know that the next thing you're fighting for is your husband's gratuity yes so that um, your children and yourself are taken care of and you can restart your business your logistics business again when you um, feel that you're ready to do it is there any way that Nigerians can help Nigerians who are listening to the show at the moment is there any way they can help you um, is there something you're looking forward to happening honestly honestly I'm begging the president of the Federal Republic to intervene in his own power, the minister for for state petroleums. Even my state governor, we are from Rivers. My state governor, Barisanyeson Wiki, if we can put this my acclaimed in-laws to order. So that let my children have their peace and move like other children to have their lives going. The group managing director, NNPC, and the GM of NAPIMS, even I'm appealing to the Lagos State Governor, Babasaolo, our honorable mother, wholehearted mother. Mommy Aisha, she's a mother. I'm appealing to, to them to help us so that later these children have their lives back. Because it's not easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy at all. It's not easy. I know what I've gone through. I know the trauma the children are going through. It's not easy. Lagos, you've heard it. Thank you so much for uh, joining us for today's show. We will uh, take a break, come back, and bring you another interview with a woman whose shop was burned down at Alaba International Market. She thinks that it was done by her brother. We'll tell you more coming up.